Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Another edition of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast, the final edition of our preseason podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me, as always, we have the People's Mullet, Pato. Welcome, Pato. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Yes, uh, this is sure to be a big one. We finally reveal our teams, which is a bit exciting, but a bit scary as well, because it's probably going to change. Let's be real. Yeah, let's fucking be real. Um, I'm before we even go into we've got to do our top six uh forwards and probably top four rucks but before we go into that Pato, i feel like that Lockie cowan is going to be in your side now because a he's been named for round one debut and two he's got a majestic as fuck mullet so you have to kind of pick him <laughs> yeah yeah unfortunately i've had to turn chinkota into cowan and find some extra funds by sacrificing elsewhere, which we will probably go through uh, when we reveal our teams, Dano. Um, I've had to just go down on one of my um, rise guys, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Pato, so we'll kick off with the top six forwards that we think, excluding who we think might get DPP, just whoever's currently listed there now. So we'll say who is your F1 at the moment, Pato? Dunkley. Yeah, mine's Dunkley as well. Who is your... And I think I think yep. this could be by a difference of like ten to fifteen. Oh yeah, it's good. I I reckon he could, like I said in previous podcasts, he could end up being the highest averaging player in Supercoach potentially. Yep, absolutely. Playing sole mid, yeah. Um. Okay, so we've gone Dunkley. Number one, who's your number two, Pato? Rosie. Pains me to say it, but I think you're right again. I'm going Rosie at F two. Okay, who's your third? Forward, Pato. Toronto. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say Errol Gould, and I'm going to take the punt on him early at F3. I reckon he's going to have a magnificent year. All aboard the fucking hype train. Okay, who's your F4 then, Pato? Golden. <laughs> Mine's Toronto. <laughs> Just a <laughs> one player swap. Uh, and the F5 there, Pato. Canelio. Mine will be Stephen Canilio as well. And to round out our top six forward selections for this year that are currently there, who is your F6? And if it's the same guy as me, I will laugh. Isaac Haney. Isaac Haney. See, I've gone with Dylan Moore. I think Dylan Moore will showcase his skills this year and take his game to another level. Okay, Pato. Kind of similar besides that F6 spot there. Now we'll go with the Rucks, top four Rucks. Who do you have at R1? Rowan Marshall. In agreeance there, Pato. I got Rowan Marshall at number one. Who do you have at R2? Max Gorn. Ooh, okay. I have Sean Darcy, I think, and I stand by it from our Rucks and Forwards podcast. Full preseason. Man's going to go big. Yeah, Sean Darcy for R2 for me. Who's your R3? Tim English. Mine's Tim English as well, Pato. So who is your fourth ruck to round out all of the rucks? Darcy. Mine is Max Gorn. So there you go. 
I think Gorn will drop off a bit, but yeah, uh, he end up might he might end up becoming one of our top six forwards by the end of it, Pato. That wouldn't be too bad at all. That would not. So, team reveals, Pato. Do you want to start us off with yours? Do you want to share your screen with me, even though the listeners cannot see it? Should we go line by line, or are we just gonna? Actually, we'll go each. We'll go each of our lines. We'll go each of our lines. That's all good. So we'll start with defense, Pato. Who are your six on-field defenders and two bench defenders? So on-field, as my D1, I have Sam Doherty. I've got Jordan Ridley as D2. Elliot Yo, Art Ginby. I don't even know his first name. Is it Ruben? Yeah, it's Ruben. Yeah, Ruben. Darcy Wilmot. Charlie Constable. Yep. Uh, Al Cowan. Yep. And Tyler Young. Oh, so you're going with the Richmond boy? Yep. Yep, okay. Not too dissimilar to mine, um, but my I'm, I'm starting off with the guy that you fucking hate at D1, which is Tom Stewart. Oh, no. I've got Sam Doherty at D2. Oh. I had to change outcoming because I have it on good reason that he might be playing more of a defensive role against Adelaide. And if he's going to start doing that and Lockie Whitfield's taking the kick-ins, I'm not about it. So I want to see. So so what you're saying is he might be sticking to someone? (laughs) Fucking hell. Okay, that was Doherty at D2. Then I got Elliot Yo, D3. I've got the Gota at D4, Pato. Mainly, mainly because of your persuasiveness because of the way that you witnessed him go back into defense against the doggies. And he's had a solid preseason, so why the fuck not? Um, i got Ruben Ginby, or Ginby, however the fuck you say it, at D5. Darcy Wilmot at D6. And then on my bench, i got Charlie Constable and Lockie Cowan. So it's kind of similar structures there, Pato, with the two primos, one mid-price, and then all the rest rookies. Yep. Yeah, you've gone the two Uber Primos, though, which is interesting. Um, I've only gone the one guy over 600K. I think there's better value elsewhere, and I think the funds need to be spread. But, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, wait till you hear my midline, because you'll be like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, Pato, let's talk about your eight on-field mids and then your three bench mids. So, who do you have at M1? Rory Led. Rory Laird. Cool. Now go from there, mate. Bontempelli. Yep. Joshua Kelly. Yep. Thomas Green. Yum, yum. William Setterfield. Oi, he's got him in. Yes. Keep going. Jacob Hopper. Yep. William Ashcroft. Yep. And Jack Bytel rounds out my on-field midfielders. Okay. And my bench spots are occupied by Cam McKenzie, Will Phillips, and Oscar Baker. Yeah, right. Okay. So, I like the backflip on um, Tom Green there, Pato. I like how it's you not so much a backflip. I, I still am really high on Will Brody. I still think he's going to score really well. I just, with the news of Chincotta not playing, I needed the extra funds and going... 
Brody down to green, even though it's only 40k, just allows me get to get the rookies that I need to get. Because I don't think we're going to get um, Drury up forward, who is a 102k rookie, so I had to move him up to a 123k guy, and I needed the extra funds for um, Cowan as well in defence. So more of a money thing than anything. Um, I'm still really high on Will Brody. I'm just, yeah, going down to Tom Green. And no doubt that's when you see Will Brody will get 110 for the first fucking month and I'll be kicking myself. <laughs> well, I'm, I've am i been trying to find funds to get Will Setterfield and I just can't do it. Um, even if I downgrade, let's say, Tom Stewart down to uh, Bailey Dale, it doesn't get you enough across the board and it just sacrifices too much of my structure. So in my mids... I do not have either Laird or Oliver. Oh, yeah, yay. And you're going to be like, what the fuck when you hear my M2? So my M1 is Lockie Neal. My M2 right. is Tuke Miller. Right. M3, Marcus Bontepelli. Right. M4, Tom Green. Oh, no Josh Kelly? No Josh Kelly. Interesting. M- M5, Jacob Hopper, which I really wish was Will Setterfield, but I just couldn't get him in. M6, Will Ashcroft. M7, Cam McKenzie. M8, Will Phillips. And then my bench is Bytel, Baker, and Campbell Cheseth with that defensive mid-DPP swing. So what's your reasoning for having Bytel on your bench and not on field? I want to see him get named first. (laughs) That's always a good start. <laughs> I've got 13,100 in my bank in case the teams come out and Bytel's not named. Um, I could potentially do him to Ollie Hollands, but I don't know how Ollie Hollands' job security is either. So, But anyway, that's I just wanted to pick the, the rookies and I built around the rookies. So what? I got all the rookies that I wanted in that line besides Ollie Hollands. So there we go. But yeah, I thought you might like the Tuke Miller call there, Pato. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's almost a, a pod now, which is pretty crazy, uh, just because of that injury. I think I'll, I'll tell you how many. He's in 10% of teams. Yeah, I, I feel like he's fine health-wise. Well, He just okay. might be a couple of weeks behind. So when I took a screenshot of this earlier, there was a news article that came out where he was talking about, um, he basically said uh, he would have been in the mix to play against the Giants over the weekend if the game was on during the regular season. They just took an extra precautionary precautionary step with him. And he goes, I trained on Saturday while the boys were playing and felt fantastic. I've got two normal weeks work in at it now and I'm ready for round one. If it was in season, I would have played the weekend just gone, guaranteed. I'm like, oh, put him in. I just, yeah. You're not worried about a round one tag? Mate, he, I okay, so with Sydney and we will go over, he's one of my top five captaincy choices. Because his last three games versus Sydney, he averages 138.7 with the lowest of them being 122. Which was last year. Mate, if if his lowest score against them has been a 122, sweet. And realistically, who's going to keep up with him? True. I'm all for it. He's there for the season. 
He's there for the season. And I'm all about the Took Took. Okay. Pato, Ruck line. What are your three rucks? Darcy, Marshall, Madden. Exactly the same as me. Okay, we'll move on. Forward line. Mine first. Oh, yeah, you've been going first the whole time, mate. All right. <laughs> uh, Dunkley, F1, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Then I've gone Rosie, Taranto. Yep. Golden, Bruin. Yep. Sturt, Green, Davy. Interesting. Interesting. I have a very similar structure to you, but obviously a few players different. So F1. Josh Dunkley, obviously. Uh, F, F2, Connor Rosie. F3, Tim Taranto. F4, Errol Goulden, because we're all about the golden Goulden. F5 is Sam Flanders, as much as you fucking hate me to say it. It is Sam Flanders. My F6 is Matthias Philippou, because his name is so fucking good and his job security is sound. And then a bench is Sam Sturt and Davey. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of all of the Saints rookies, Mateus Philippou has the best job security, and I think you just got to pick him. But a lot of people are turned off by his 166800 price tag. I, yeah, I just can't find the funds. Um, He'll be a slow burn. He'll be yeah, slow I can burn. see a world where I might go McKenzie down to Philippou just to free up, free up a little bit more cash. I'm just not sold on... Mackenzie, personally. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, with Philippou, though, with all of the fucking injuries to the Saints, it will not surprise me if he does get rotated through the middle. In the slightest. In the first couple of rounds. And that's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's our teams. Um, very similar structures there, Pado, except you've got the extra... Um, I think you got the extra mid price or in the middle. Yeah, I feel so filthy because I've got five mid prices in my team. Actually, how what how many mid prices have I got? I got Yo, I got Hopper. Will we call will we call Golden a mid pricer? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so Yo, Hopper, Golden, Flanders. That's all I've got. Tom Green's not a mid-pricer. He's a primo. No, he's 500k. Yeah. So who have you got? You got Yo. You got Hopper. You got Setterfield. Yeah. Gordon and Bruin. Ah, yeah. There we go. Okay. It feels dirty because for so many years, it's always been like, nah, nah, no mid-price madness. Like, you've just got to go guns and rooks. And this year just feels so different to any other year. And I think it's because so many mid-pricers did really well last year. And the mid-price options this year are really strong. I mean, Elliot Yo could well break down injury-wise, but, I mean, it's worth the risk starting him because it's easy to trade him out. You yeah. just hope you get at least six to eight weeks out of him to make some cash. And with the Elliot Yo one too, I'll interject. If he does break down and Jack Bowes comes on the scene and absolutely fucking slays like we know he can, you can just downgrade him to Jack Bowes. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, easy, um, easy, easy to go down, and then you got a bit more cash elsewhere if you miss a different mid price or whatever. Say Will Setterfield pops off or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and um, Will Setterfield, I reckon, will pop off. 
and it's it's going to pain me to see it. I'm half tempted to just use the extra cash that I've got to honestly upgrade Hopper to him, but I'm not that ballsy. I it did cross my mind to not go with Hopper, but I think I think it's almost a lock for a ninety and yeah, hopefully safety. get to 500k. So I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, safety. Um, yeah, in terms of Cedarfield, it is a little bit of a risk. It's going to be easy to jump off if it doesn't look great. It's just going to be really hard to jump on if he does start by popping. Mm. So I, for me, it's worth the risk. If if it's two weeks and he's averaging 60, then it's pretty easy to just find the rookie that I haven't got or turn him into a mid-pricer that I haven't started. It's really doing well, like a Bose. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Now, Pato, mailbag time. You got a few people messaged through with mailbag questions. Uh, I got one cracker in my Twitter DMs. I oh, know, I saw that. <laughs> uh, that From the actually... ever trusty Scoby, who um is brilliant with his questions. Yeah, we got it. We got a very similar kind of, well, not as extreme, but a similar one from um ever so. He 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 was big in our first season. Um, I'll start with it. So Ryan SJ on Facebook. He always came out with some really fucking weird ones. And he goes, how's this for a burning question? It hurts when I pee. Kidney stones or chlamydia? (laughs) (laughs) I um, am not a doctor and I don't like giving medical advice without without, uh, knowing more. (laughs) Yeah. Consult your local doctor. but I'll yes, get I'm down cool. to the clinic, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tate. Um, literally from um, our f- very first episode, Tate's been listening in. How many mid-price players is too many? And I feel like I need to give this one to Pato because he's got the most out of both of us in his team right now. I feel so dirty. and We, we kind of touched on it before. Um, yeah, I mean, at least you can say if it doesn't go great, Tate, then um, it's pretty easy just to jump off and get to a rookie. And you can use two trades in a week and you go a, a mid-pricer down to a, a rookie and then essentially a mid-price, like sort of a do a two-way um, into a primo. But I, I feel like the upside, as we spoke about before, with these mid-prices, it's just it's too high. It's too high. Like um, Errol Gordon, Coolwell, burn people, and that's fine. He's 472000 Um Pretty easy to turn him into someone else by using a trade, and we do we have thirty six trades, so there that is a lot. That is a lot. So yeah. if there's a year to do, to go with the mid price madness, it's it's this one, and we'll see where, where it leads us. The rookie crop isn't super high. I wouldn't have thought. Um, there's a lot of cheap guys, but I just I can't see anyone that's going to make really really reliable cash. Um, there's a few like Will Phillips, I think will make pretty good cash. Will Ashcroft, obviously. Um, but I even Charlie Constable doesn't fill me with heaps of confidence because if he has three three bad games or three average games, he's out for Weller. Um, Darcy Wilmot playing in a strong Brisbane team, he's a couple of bad performances away from just getting replaced. Um, Cowan, I think, is pretty pretty uh, safe role wise, but that would be a slow burn. Tyler Young could well be out by round three. Of the team. Around, um, around two. Yeah, yeah. It depends on um on Tarrant. 
Um, yeah, so Fergus Green even, like that'll be a slow burn. Davey will be a slow burn. Just a typical small forward. Uh, I think Bytel will be solid enough, but none of them scream like automatic two, 300K um, in made profit. So I feel like you've got to be a little bit creative and um, find the cash from the mid prices. And, and if a couple of them do turn into keepers, then great. Um, and then you just use the other three to make your 150K, 100 to 150K, and then use that cash to, to upgrade your team. So, yeah. Yeah. Five, um, I think, is too many, but I've got five. <laughs> um, I also got told that we forgot about two forward line um, rookies. One being Liam Henry. Um, I don't think we did cover him off, did we? At, I think it was 202K or something like that. And he's playing on a wing now. So someone's like, can you please talk about Liam Henry? Um, I actually don't mind it. Pato, uh, he did look pretty solid in his pracky game. And I think he scored like an 80. So rolls there for him. Um, and he looks like he's beefed up a bit too. Did you get to watch the Frio game? No, I didn't catch the Frio game. From all accounts, though, he's going to be uh, the attacking winger getting forward mm. for for Frio. So the role is decent. It is absolutely decent. I'm I'm not <laughs> super keen on it. It's a really awkward price point, and I don't love the the wingers. Yeah, that's fair enough. And the other one was Bailey Humphrey from Gold Coast at one eighty odd k. Um, but don't even know if he's going to debut. I reckon he will debut, but yeah. I feel like a bit too pricey um, unless he's playing in the middle, which he won't be. So, No. Yeah, no for me. Yeah. It's all uh, about role. It's all about role. We've got <laughs> Flanders versus Bruin. Pato from Sam. What do you I mean, about? I'm all on the Tanner train. I, I am I too, think... honestly. I think um, Matt Forrest, who is really reliable for Geelong News, he um, he works for a newspaper down in Geelong and always in the know with Geelong staff. Like he's always at their training sessions and really reliable source um, on Twitter. He's Matt Forrest 29, if you're a Twitter user. But um, he, he said that he's training with the main group. He's training with the midfield and he's just absolute lock. So, um. I, I I think you can't go wrong. Um, Jack Bowes also looks like he will be playing, although the role that he is playing is um, still a question mark, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think Tanner's a lock. I just can't seem to get the funds in, but I, I actually would prefer Bruin over Flanders myself. But I got option B myself, so there you go. Um, they're the questions that I've got um, sent through to me, Pato. Um, how many have you got? And is it just Scobie Bryant? Yeah, I just I got the one, which is an absolute ripper. Uh, well, okay, go go with the Scobie Bryant tweet inbox, whatever it is. All right, choose one. Take a spray from Rocket Eat in his prime. Okay. And by the way, if you know, you know, and if you don't, look it up. Yeah. Well, maybe- be. <laughs> be Ross Lyons love child and have to tuck him into bed at night oh. or be the bird dimmer bent over and railed Is this can only choose day? can only choose one 
what would you be if you had to be one of them for the rest of your life? So is it they give you, like, let's say with Rockets, is he giving you a spray of the Wilminson magnitude every single, like at least once a day? Yeah, I'd guess so. And then the other one's tuck Ross Lyon into bed at night. Well, well, and then obviously the Dimmer one, getting railed by Dimmer. I'm, I'm not getting railed by Dimmer, mate. Um, oh, you might want to. You're a Richmond fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I reckon, I reckon you could use that fucking Wilminson spray once, like as soon as you get up in the morning, use it as your alarm clock. The Rocket Aid spray. I'll go with that. Rest of my life. I'll always wake up at 6am on the dot if he's just there fucking blasting. <laughs> See, um, for me, for me, it's an interesting one. I've always been a little bit curious as to what it'd be like to be a woman. <laughs> but and, you're not um, a woman. You're not a I, woman. I, <laughs> no, I'm not. But if I chose option three, I would be. Oh. <laughs> Because the wording of it, or be the bird, Dimmer bent over and railed. For the rest of your life. Well, they're now together in a very happy and consenting relationship. They <laughs> they do get down to the NBL every now and then. <laughs> saw, saw Dimmer and, and his partner down at a Southeast Melbourne Phoenix game one, one night. Court side, mind you, and I, I do love my basketball. So, you know, Dim, Dim is well off financially. Spent a lot of time out of the house during footy season, so I'd have my spare time. <laughs> get to go to the NBL in the off season and uh, get to live as a woman. So, you know, mind you, I'm very happy being a man. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move, move this along. So, we're not cold. <laughs> The super coach co-captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to separate your team from the rest and give you guys the edge. So, Pato, we're finally getting into our niche. Let's start us off Thursday night, 7.20 p.m., Richmond versus Carlton. Give us some VC options in this bad boy. Samuel Doherty. He is mine as well. He will go Boonanas. Yeah, I mean, round one last year, he was phenomenal for a 144. Mm. Um, and he backed it up with a with a lazy 128 as well, second time last year. He's not going to get any attention on him. I'm actually, from a footy perspective, I'm really concerned with Richmond's forward line in terms of defensive um, ability because Trent Cotchin isn't locking down on anyone. Um, Shea Bolton's not a lockdown player. Dusty's not chasing anyone. Um, Lynch and Rewalt, I mean, they've got their two, their four knees combined might make up for a, a 12 year old's undeveloped knees. <laughs> and then, and then you got your resting, resting rucks up there. So I, I do worry about our forward line and who's actually going to be able to have that defensive pressure that is required. I mean, Maurice Riol is the only one, but I'm digressing. I think Doherty will have a big game at this moment. He's not my VC, but Right, he's a great option. Yeah. Um, another one, Paddy Cripps, um, is a good VC option, I reckon. And our man Daniel 
is really big on the Paddy Cripps train this year, Paddo, and he reckons that he's going to go absolutely bananas to start off the season. And it won't surprise me if he does it against Richmond. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Now, Tim Taranto will obviously want to impress the new crowd. And being at the MCG, which will be a packed-out game, I reckon he'll actually rise to the occasion and put out a pretty solid score, Paddo. I don't know how big, but I reckon he could go 120. It's just not quite high enough, is it? Yeah, but I don't know how big. Like, if he hits the scoreboard like like he can, Tim Taranto is the type of player who can't fucking hit a player on the chest on a fucking <laughs> lace-out kick, but can kick it through the big sticks. But like 40 metres out on the boundary line, he'll somehow banana it in with gusty wind. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's fucking weird. But yeah, anyway, if he gets on the scoreboard with like two goals or something, he can push it out to 140. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I think there's much better options. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm just giving options. That's all. But yeah, there are much better options out there. Um, anyone else from this game, Pato, that you don't mind? Not overly. Ah, okay, let's move on. Friday night, we got Geelong versus Collingwood at the MCG. Yay! Um, this yeah, would I'm be not... a big game. I was. Everyone's saying, oh, yeah, Tom Stewart doesn't score that great, or as good, I should say, at the MCG. But I feel like he could just pump out a massive score against Collingwood. I don't actually think he historically scores well against them, though. Hang on a second. Let me double-check this shit. Uh, oh, no. 104, 119.95 are his last three. So it's not not that great. But that could change. He could do one of his 40 disposal games and get 180-odd again. He could. Jordan Degoe. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, no. Uh, anyone else? I Yeah, I, I don't like saying that name, but yeah, it's probably not a bad option. I, I think Nick Dacos is a sneaky one. Interesting. Because I think Collingwood will win this game. Interesting. Close one, though. They only win close ones. <laughs> yeah, after being down by 30 at three-quarter time. Yeah. Yeah. No one else? Just for your fancy? No? No, not really. No, okay. Tanner Bruin, Move. maybe? No. No, not that, not that much. Wouldn't it surprise me if Dangerfield comes back after being named captain and just fucking goes bananas? Now that I think about it. Uh, Saturday, 18th of March, the real fucking game that we all want to know. 1.45pm, Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne versus West Coast Eagles. Sorry, what was the game? North Melbourne versus West Coast Eagles. Fucking next. <laughs> Don't like anyone in this one, Pato. Not even LDU. No. This is the prime time game where LDU can actually pop off. Nah, okay. Yeah, up. I mean, maybe, maybe, but this is going to be such a doo-doo game. I just, it doesn't, doesn't actually, scream captain option. Nick Nat, if he plays, might go 180. It, it actually screams to me, Jaya Simkin. He likes being a little bit of a bully. Yeah, maybe, but it's not in Tassie, so. Oh, that's true, too. It's not. I'll move on. Port Adelaide versus Brisbane Lions, 4.35pm Adelaide Oval. Now, i got to mention this first. Our man Daniel has done some research and he has said a halfback flanker 
could do the damage against them again because they got no one that can really run with him. And that's Dan Houston from Port Adelaide. Last time he got a 144 against them. Apparently he averages 105.5 whenever he plays halfback flank. And now with the rise of Miles Bergman on the wing, he got Xavier Dersmer on the other wing. It sounds like that Dan Houston's going to be permanently halfback flank. So I'm going to say him as a smoky VC there, Pato. So you're talking about a 500 and whatever K defender that is in fuck all teams. Yeah. As a VC option in a game that Josh Dunkley is playing. Yeah, I'm just... We give all fucking VC options, man. True, true. So, Dunkley is the one for me. Now, he doesn't have a good record against Port Adelaide as a Bulldogs player with just 78 against them last year. Yeah. But Port Adelaide do always seem to struggle shutting down opposition midfielders. And... I don't think they have anyone to go with him. They've got like a Sam Powell Pepper, but I mean, he's probably just going to give away more free kicks than uh, mm. than he's going to negate Dunkley. Um, Do they tag Dunkley or Neil? I Neil has a really good record against Port Adelaide. Or McCluggage. No, nah, McCluggage isn't getting tagged. I reckon he might. Lockie Neil's last three against Brisbane... Sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, against Port Adelaide, he plays for Brisbane. Is uh, 140, 130, and 177. So I know because that was the stats that I was about to bring up. <laughs> yeah, so you stole Neil from me anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dunkley Neil. I'm going Houston as a smoky. Got anyone else, Pato, that you want to think about here? Or no, nah. no, nah. oh gee. Actually, well, I got, I got you. Do you reckon Travis Boak gets up? Um, I'm sure everything's still working. He's not that old. No, he he, he did get injured. <laughs> that was another I know, dick joke. I, I, I know it was a dick joke, and I chose to fucking ignore it. But anyway. <laughs> Moving on. I think he'll play, but he'll probably play up forward. Um, Rosie might be a, a, a shout for a, a decent-ish enough game. Yeah, um, true. Coming off his 25 against them last year. Yeah. <laughs> 7.25 p.m. Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs at the MCG. Oh, plethora of picks in this one. Now, I'm not going to say Clary because are they, if they end up chucking him on that halfback flank, he looked fucking clueless. He obviously won't be there all the time. He will be predominantly mid, but it's just the off chance where he gets played off halfback and they give someone else a rotation through the middle is what worries me. Um, he can still post a good score, but yeah. Um, I actually think Christian Petrarca goes fucking eight droppings in this and kicks like three goals and goes good. And you're probably going to say Max Gorn. Um, I actually really like Bonton Pelly. Yeah. Yeah. So in his two games against the Demons last year, he went 105 in round one. And 161 in round 19, which is very, very juicy. Yes, it is. And I'm not sure Melbourne has anyone that can tag him as such. He'll probably just go head-to-head with Petrarca, and they'll both probably just do what the fuck they want. Yeah. Don't like McRae? I don't know what sort of role he's going to play, sadly. Not fair enough. 
I, th- I don't um, I don't mind McRae. I don't mind McRae either. Um, Bailey Dale could go big in this one too. Uh, but if you're using your VC earlier on, this would be more of a C option if your VC fails. So I probably wouldn't trust him with a C. With a VC, you might be a good little dip if you've got like a lead on the Sunday and you don't have Dunkley for some reason. (laughs) I don't have lead. Shut the fuck up. Anyone else? No, not from this one. Um, I think we've covered bases there. Yeah, okay. Next one, 8 p.m., so a whole 35 minutes later (laughs) after their start time. Uh, Gold Coast Suns versus Sydney Swans at HBS. Is that Hobart? No, it's Metricon. Heritage Bank Stadium. Yeah, they've changed it. It still says Metricon on the Supercoach website, which is a little bit awkward. Oh, what the fuck? Heritage Bank Stadium? Nah, Metricon. Anyway, it's still Metricon. We'll say Metricon. Um, I'm going to say, because he's playing, the big took. Now, his last three games versus Sydney, he averages 138.7 paddo with the lowest of those three games being a 122. So, Took loves the Swannies. So, I don't I feel like they're going I feel like they're going to give him attention. I think they give him attention anyway and he just fucking keeps running. True. True. Yeah. I've got a better option from this game though. You going to say Errol Gordon? No. No, who are you going to say? Jared Witts. Oh yeah, true. Against Laddams, Laddams not the greatest ruck on the He's planet. Going to have Laddams for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Yeah, I don't don't mind it actually. If you're starting which you've got to chuck the VC on him. Unless you got Dunkley. I would suggest he will probably score more than Dunkley. Ooh, Pato. Which will go one fifty yeah. plus against Laddams. Okay. Anyone from Sydney? Besides Errol Gordon. <laughs> uh no, no, maybe a Callum Mills, but I'd want to see his role first. Don't know what the he's just a plug man at the moment, and it's really disappointing because he's still so young and so good. Um, don't like a Chaddy Warner or a Luke Parker. No, not really. No, okay, fair enough. We'll move to Sunday. The Gold, the Gold Coast mids are going to get first first use at the footy all night because of the Jared Witts factor. Gold Coast could even win this game. What's what's the bet Matt Rell has a monster game and then he backs it up in round two with another monster game, everyone jumps on and then he fucking just does shit. Is is he what? mid price? What's his price? He's like four hundred. Four eighty one K. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> He's nine thousand more than Golden. I know. Oh I Imagine know. Imagine if this is the year that he pops. Fourth that's year in I, the system. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking about it the other day, and he's had a first full preseason too. Yeah. No, he had a full preseason last year. That's why everyone jumped on him. No, I thought it was interrupted still slightly. No. No, he's had then two full preseasons under his belt. The the old fourth year breakout. (laughs) Look, it won't surprise me if it does happen and then everyone jumps on and then he pumps out a 50 and a 60. Anyway. Go down to Sunday's games. So, do you hear that, Pato? Sunday. Did you, do you hear that, though? Is is it the big, big sound? From the west of the town. It's the sound of the mighty Giants taking on the Crom Adelaide Crows at Giants Stadium. $2 chippies. 
this uh, this Sunday, Paddo, at Giant Stadium. Meanwhile, those same chips will cost you twelve dollars fifty at the MCG. Fuck oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's a plethora of fucking picks in this one. Rory Laird, you got a Josh Kelly, you got a Tom Green. Fucking oh, there's 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 a there's a lot. You got look. I'm not about Dawson. Um, I think he'll actually go sub 100 because Kingsley will give him and Laird a bit of attention, but I think Laird can handle a tag, whereas I don't think Dawson can. I really like Josh Kelly in this game. Oh, yeah. I like Tom Green. Fuck, even Stephen Cornelio could go big. He could. I, I just feel like GWS win this game fairly comfortably. Hang on a second, Pato, but everyone has Adelaide above them on the ladder. By about four positions. We, we should do a ladder prediction as well. Fucking, everyone's got um, the Giants 15th. Doesn't make sense to me. They're making the eight. I reckon they'll push for it. Fuck, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, Giants players, um, Laird, not Dawson. That's what I'm going with on this one. Or Gucci. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Giants uh, halfbacks either if the, the trend from last year continues with Adelaide struggling to to lock down on halfbacks. you you got a Whitfield. You've got a – probably not a coming, but um, Lockie Ash could be a sneaky chance who might play a midfield role on someone in the Giants. We're not chucking the C on Ash, though. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Move on, move on to the next game because there's a big fucking smoky in this game that could pop off Pato. 3.20 p.m., MCG Hawthorne versus Essendon. Probably a fight between two of the bottom three teams. Um, I could see Dylan Moore going spastic. Yeah. I could actually see Hawthorne potentially rolling Essendon. Yeah. Yeah. They're Dylan Moore, okay. I don't mind. Um, of the other ones... I don't like the Parish because Sam Mitchell's openly said that he's got going to do a double tag and Parish is obviously one of the targets. Um, I actually really like Satterfield in this. Oh. You wouldn't put the C on him. I feel like he'll get a lot of t- contested ball and a lot of oh. tackles against Wolfram. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But here's one I like even more, Dano. I'm going to say Ridley. That Hawthorne midfield do love to spray a kick. <laughs> I fucking knew he's gone, Jordan Ridley. 2021 was the last time he played Hawthorne twice, yeah. and he scored 111 and 125. Okay. I, I get what you mean. There's 3,300 points to be allocated. So they've got to go somewhere. Yeah. Rid, Rid, uh, not Ridley. Sicily might also be another good one because. Essendon oh, yeah. also have a lot of midfielders that love missing targets. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, is that all you've got in this one? You don't like a Zachy Merritt? Just a lazy 132 for Sicily last year against Essendon. Oh, big. Andy no, McGrath. that's all for me. Andy McGrath could go okay. Yeah, but you wouldn't put the C on him. No, you wouldn't put the C on him. Fergus Green might kick six goals against Essendon. <laughs> I can see Fergus Green actually like Going really well round one. Everyone going, fuck yeah, we've got ourselves like an absolute gem of a... Even Owen Davy Jr. Um, both of yeah, them just and... popping off. Everyone going, yeah, fuck yeah, let's field them the next week. And then they both get like a 30 and a 20 the next week. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll peak at round eight. Yeah. 
Anyway, last game. St Kilda versus Fremantle at Marvel, 4.40pm on a Sunday afternoon. Will Brody, I don't mind in this one, Pato. Any any Frio mid against the fucking Saints mids, to be honest. I reckon they, they target Brayshaw. I think he gets a tag. No, the Bytel tag or the Windhaven yeah. tag if he gets up. Yep, whoever whoever tags. Um, even though it's really hard to ignore Brayshaw's scores against St Kilda last year in 132 and 189, you've got to consider that Ross Lyon, I'm almost certain, will tag. And as a former coach of Brayshaw, uh, Ross Lyon will know full well that he doesn't handle a tag well at all. And if you yep. stop his influence, you really slow down that Freo team. So feel like he's going to get targeted pretty hard. Um, one that people might be sleeping in, on in this game, Dano, and he's got a really good record at Marvel Stadium, Jack Steele. is Mr. Jack Steele. Yep. And to be honest, man, I've been. it was a toss-up between him and Took in my midfield, and that could very well change. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I think people got scared off because of his preseason. And he doesn't really take the preseason seriously. Now, Pato, the first two games of the season, mind you, Jack Steele has Marvel. Then he goes to the MCG against Essendon. And then he goes back to Marvel against the Suns. And then I don't know where the fuck that is against Collingwood. That says Adelaide Oval. That is incorrect. Um, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, no, it would be Adelaide Oval. They got that round in Adelaide. I forgot round five. They got that whole that hub thing where they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then round round six. Something to do in Adelaide for a change. Yeah, and then round six is Marvel. So he could actually like go pretty good to start the season, and a lot of people are sleeping on him. What about one of the rocks? Rowan Marshall. Yeah, Rowan Marshall should. Rowan Marshall will probably be a VCC option nearly every week. I can see them both doing well. I, I can see Darcy really monstering Marshall in ruck contests. But then Marshall just getting off the chain around the ground and getting 20-odd touches and just having influence around the ground. I say that as a Darcy and Marshall owner, it, more yeah. in hope than anything. Yeah, and I'm I'm also hoping that Frio have a few more um, earlier round games like, uh, well, Saturday next week. They're up against North, and I'll definitely be looking to potentially put the VC on um, Darcy, but yeah, Darcy or Marshall in this one, I don't mind. Yeah. So who who's your VCNC at the moment, Dana? Okay, so I feel like because there's not much turnaround in the games, I feel like my VCNC, and I have to be very fucking attentive with how the games are plan are panning out on the Saturday. My VC is actually going to be Neil, and my C, I feel like I'm going to go with Took. Neil into Took. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just based on the numbers with Neil's 149 average over three games and Took's 138.7 average over the last three games versus their opponents. It's the only reason why, yeah, I think either, either one's good. And I think you'll get no matter what a 120 out of either one of them. And that's safe. That's just safety. There's no real risk, I feel, in it. What are yours, Pato? Yeah. So my VC is Josh Dunkley. Yep. My C is Josh Kelly. Yeah, don't mind it. You're hoping for the Josh Kelly random 200 plus game. 
in round one. Can you imagine if he does it in round one and everyone's going to panic? I wouldn't panic because he won't do it a second. He only does it once a season. Well, hang on, hang on. He, he's never been a full-time mid. That's true. That's true. So, anyway, I just I don't think Adelaide have a matchup for Josh Kelly. And I think it's going to be a game where the Giants win. Like, I don't want to say they're going to smash Adelaide because Adelaide will be better than people think this year. But I feel like they're going to win fairly comfortably and Kelly could well get 30 to 35 touches and kick a couple of goals and just have a 150-odd score. I feel like Green could do that too. Oh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Different midfield dynamic. Different coach, different yep. game plan. It's just fucking anyway. I, I could I could dick ride Kingsley all all night, to be honest. Oh, that soundbite that one. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom Green is another one. Like they don't have a very good matchup. They've got a tiny midfield Adelaide, and they don't have a good matchup for Tom Green. Yeah, correct, correct. All right, Pato, um, you got a league code for everyone and a group code. Yes, I do. Give me one second. I was unprepared there. However, if you want to join our Supercoach Co-Captains group, and this is there's no cap on this, everyone should absolutely jump in. We will give a weekly shout-out to the winner of this group every single week. Um, and the overall winner might be able to organize a prize or something for them, Dano. Yeah, yeah. And that, that code is, and again, this is for a group, not a league, is 713 eight zero nine. We have a growing number of people joining that, which is awesome. And we also have a super coach co-captains league, which is just a head to head league, um, which will be full of great banter and competition. Um, At the moment we're going with 10 teams. Now, if this fills up quickly and there's enough interest, we could probably get a second league going Dano. Um, And the league code for that is five, five, three, four, two, two. Now, this is available for our loyal listeners only. We're not going to post these this code on Twitter or Facebook. This is just for people that listen to the podcast. So make sure you jump into that. First in, best dressed. And if there is interest uh, and that is full, we can absolutely make a, another league that is easy to do. Easy as. Now, Pato, what is your Twitter handle? It's at P-A-T-T-O-S-T-C-C. And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S triple C. And if you haven't found us on Facebook yet, chuck us a like, uh, like not a lie, a like though. Um, we are the Supercoach Co-Captains on Facebook. Um, we're ticking along nicely there. It'd be nice to get to 500 likes on there, Pato. Um, we're over 400 now. So yeah, season three of this uh, should be good. Yeah, we're, we're in line for a 30 breakout, don't know. Oh, don't you say it's a fourth or a fifth year breakout. <laughs> We're grinding. We're grinding. But one thing you never do on the dance floor, boys, is you do not grind from behind. Anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I am a slightly confused Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off. Yeah, Pato grinds from behind on the dance floor, everyone. Just <laughs> let me know. <laughs>